Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Hey, Amanda, I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing good. It is a Thursday. We are still recording this last episode that we did. You were on vacation. And guess what, guys? She's still on vacation. <laughs> You're staying Same recording session. It's not like multiple times that I took Oh, no, out. no, no. That's not um, what I meant. I yes, meant you're yes, still yes. on vacation. Just because you know what's so funny? Our last episode was about boundaries and saying no. And one thing that has been so encouraging about my business is that my – clients, the people that I work with, are so fiercely supportive of me taking time off. And it's so different from corporate where the reception is, it's only a week. I had a client who told me, lock your office and for the week and give Eric the key. (laughs) Eric is my partner. And give Eric the key and let him keep you locked out of your office for the week. Like it's only one week, sign out of Gmail. You know, they're so encouraging and supportive of taking time off and taking space. They're not texting me or emailing me with things. Or if they do email me, they'll put things like, this is not important. I know you're on vacation, you know? And so it's like, they're they're very, very supportive. And that's just so different from like the guilt and shame of taking PTO in corporate. There's so much guilt and shame. I remember taking time off when I worked in corporate and I remember putting it – this is so embarrassing now because I can't even imagine. I put in my email signature like, I'm away, but if it's an emergency, just put emergency in the subject. I'll be more than happy to respond. I'll be checking my email. Like I had to justify that I was still going to be available. Like don't think you can't reach me. And now I'm like, do not call me. I will not pick up. Do not disturb. So I'm happy that you're taking this time and that your clients are so supportive. You have – as someone who works in your business, you really do have like the greatest clients for sure. Well, and I know you feel that way about your clients too. I think that's part of the fun of doing what we do. So what are we talking about today, Amanda? Introduce our topic. Yes, I am really excited about this. One, because you are going through this. And two, I am just dipping my toe into it, which is finding and discovering and creating your personal brand for both yourself and for your business and what that looks like. I, as you know, work mostly with marketing and branding companies. Also, I do administrative work, but I do a lot of marketing like that for companies and businesses. And why is it so easy to do it for somebody else and impossible to do it for yourself? I can't do it. I cannot. Okay. I want to talk about that. And then I'm going to circle back to your expertise. But I want to say that for me, When I first started, I couldn't name my business. I didn't – I've made websites for people since I was 11 years old and making a website seemed like a huge, a huge obstacle, like just massive. And a logo felt 
really dramatic and in the beginning for hiring that stuff out to work with a a, a designer who's really creating digital art for you um from nothing not just like picking an icon from canva and then like putting your name under it right but like truly creating a logo for you i feel attacked <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> that's, no, 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 i'm kidding i'm kidding that's me now i'm like oh, this no like what i'm saying icon, is that i know what you mean you don't necessarily need to hire somebody to go into canva yeah. and do that you could do that but to hire a, a specialist to create a custom logo for you that would cost it should cost money right it's actual mm -hmm. like creating art from scratch and making something custom for you that has a price tag and when you're first starting out like you don't have a budget for that so that yeah. all felt so crippling to me in the beginning and what really helped me let go of it was thinking that one i'm gonna create a brand that one day i could potentially sell I don't know when, I don't know what that looks like, but one day I could potentially sell it. And if I'm going to sell it, then it's not creating it for me. It's creating it for somebody else. And that helped me let go of the personal investment. A personal brand, though, is literally you and that you're never going to sell. And that feels like, who do I want to be? But I want to turn yeah. it back on you because not just do you work with a lot of marketing agencies, but your background is in marketing. So you are, I would classify you as a digital marketing expert. And mm -hmm. I want to start at the beginning then and say, what is branding? Wow, what a great question. <laughs> to me, uh, <laughs> how would one describe branding? Um, specifically for me, it goes beyond the colors the logo. It's the feel of your company. When somebody comes in contact with your business or if we're talking about personal branding, when they come in contact with you, how do you want them to feel? And also, it's about how you want to attract your ideal person. That's the first thing. Anytime that I'm trying to help someone figure out their personal brand, it's who do you want to attract? Who do you want to work with? You know, who is your ideal customer and what does your ideal customer look for when they're hiring for somebody or when they're purchasing something from somebody? What do they want to see? And so it's to me, it's the vibe. It's the feel of your business. Does that involve colors and icons and your website design? Yes. But to me, it's how do you want somebody to feel when they see your company? That to me is your brand. How do you feel Can about that? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it is important to say your logo and your fonts and your colors and the way you use those colors, that is all going to impact that. But mm -hmm. I know you also have a lot of experience, both current and past, helping people with video and other kinds of media that's not just you know, social media graphics, which is mostly what you do with me, right? Yeah. But I know that you work in all the, these other forms of media as well. How does that brand come across in like video? The music that you pick, the visual imagery, obviously it's video. So it's about how slow is the speed of the video? You know, what music do you choose? It's all about how you find, how you find the best way to describe, this is a really hard question. You're doing great. It's real, am I? Okay. Because I'm trying not to say vibe too much because that's like my word for 2023. <laughs> I don't think you've said it at all. Okay, so. great. Okay, great. I said it earlier with the vibe of your business, but video is the colors. It's the it's the the tone of the video. It's what what words are you saying, if any? You know, it is the visual story of your company. That to me is what branding is first and foremost, is it is the visual of 
who you are and what you represent. Um, so that's maybe why I think, and when I, even when I say it like that, I'm getting clammy thinking about what does that look like for me? Because it's so hard to, when you represent so many different types of people, my ideal client is a much higher level view. It's not like I only want to work with real estate agents. That is easy. But when you work with 30 different industries at once, how do you target 30 different industries at once? It's very intimidating. And one thing that I've always said is I want to be as authentic as possible. And I have taken many full whole brain assessments that have shown me that I am both, I'm very, what's the word, ambidextrous. That I can be very technical minded, I can be very fun, I can be very creative, but I can also be very practical. And so to me, it's like, how do you merge all this together to create a brand that really represents all of those things, all of those things? And depending upon the day, I might be one or the other. There's no, where I feel like with you, with your personal brand, it's very straightforward. It's very clear. You've done such a good job. I feel like (laughs) you've done a really great job. I feel like I know exactly when I see your graphic, I know I work on them, but if I didn't, (laughs) I'd be like, (laughs) if I did, I saw your Instagram come through my feed. I'd be like, oh my God, that's Sarah K. Heater. Where mine, I feel like is a little all over the place, but it's also because my interests are so varied. I feel like. Me, well, my interests are super varied as well. And just to kind of piggyback off of that, I'll compliment you back, which is the uh, big difference is your personal branding is so much of yourself. It's so much of you. And that's something that I could do a better job at and <laughs> I plan to, but you know, I've been planning to for years. So I'm just gonna <laughs> continues to be a goal to, they say, everybody says, show your face more, but I want it to be more of me. And this is something you touched on at the beginning, which is the difference between like my personal brand and my business brand. That's really been the same. My business has been Sarah K heater because I couldn't come up with a name and I did I was like I'm not gonna let this stop me I'm just gonna move forward I'm just gonna do business as Sarah K heater that's the business and that worked for a while and then it gave me time to come up with the actual business name obviously I said you know if I want to create a brand I want to create it thinking about being able to potentially sell it one day, I can't tell, sell Sarah K. Heater. Like, that's not going to work. That's me. <laughs> like, yeah. not selling that. So have to create something that's sellable. So that's where Podvox Media comes into play. So I'm building this separate business. And now this branding thought and I don't want to sound like oh I've done so I've done so much with my my brand before now because the truth is it was all like internal work as far as what I've done and then obviously you supporting me and creating assets, but identifying the core values and thinking about the ideal customer and that kind of thing, that's something I have given a lot of work into, put a lot of work into. And you and I have spent quite a lot of time talking through it as well of what that looks like and and really digging in deep to it because you know my heart and you know the clients that I'm working with and the clients that I like working with the best and what kind of projects I want to work on and why I do what I do. And so the two of us have really drilled in on what the underlying brand would be. The brand assets then we hired out. (laughs) So for Podfox Media, we hired an agency 
who put together the Fox character for PodFox, the logo, like all the visual assets. And and if you follow me <laughs> slash follow PodFox Media, then you'll see more and more of that kind of coming out, rolling out now. Those brand assets were delivered like in January of 2023. So it's very fresh. And at the time of recording this anyway, so we're, we're working on rolling all of that out. But anyway, for my personal brand, then it's like now all of a sudden I have to differentiate them. Whereas before my personal brand really wasn't personal. It wasn't about me, the person. It was about what I can do for clients. And now it's looking at PodFox is the community for podcasters and the resources for podcasters and the done for you support for podcasters. So what is Sarah K. Heater then? <laughs> what? Oh, shoot. That's me. <laughs> like, well, so who am I? <laughs> that is so much pressure to decide. It's going to be great. It really will be great. I think you're going to be able to step into who you really are as a person and step out from behind the business a little bit more, talk a little bit more about what makes you as an individual passionate and less about the education. If you go to Sarah's Instagram now, it's very much so information on how to have a podcast, best way to get the most out of your podcast, things that are very, very valuable that are now going to become PodFox. That's the, that's the value for PodFox is all that excellent education that you have assembled over the years. Now it's the exciting thing of like, what is Sarah passionate about? outside of podcasting, you know, and yeah. what makes you tick and what do you want to do and what do you want to create? I think it's a really pivotal point for your business that I don't think you've even really got to explore yet. Totally agree. And it's intimidating and overwhelming. And I know you agree with that too, because you haven't gotten to explore that with yours mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. I think that, so you mentioned in the previous episode, you started a blog at the end of last year. And I think that's where we got to see, if you followed Amanda back then, you got to see some glimmers of some personal branding of Amanda, of her life, of what you do, of what is important to you, of, yeah, you know, you get a visual impression. And I think some of that still crops up like you've done a few reels and things like that that feel like kind of true to that like online persona, which is really you. That's your actual persona yeah. as well. But it's how you want to be perceived because there's so many ways like we're whole people and there's so many different uh, facets facets of ourselves that can look different online and we choose we pick and choose what we're going to cultivate to show and i think you do have a vibe that you <laughs> put together that feels like it who you are online what your personal brand is that feeling is there <laughs> but just yeah. like having an organization to it feels like a lot of pressure <laughs> It is a lot of pressure. And I think the person that I am outside of what I do in my business is really strong. Um, I, If you ever follow me on Instagram, it's a lot of outfits. It's a lot of my dogs. It's a lot of I love I've always loved fashion. I've always loved good food. I've always loved photography. All those things are really important to me. And I want to showcase those. But I also know that I get a lot of leads from Instagram for business. And so I want to serve that too. And I had someone mm -hmm. that I very much so respect and someone who has, um, I have seen behind the scenes of their business and the proof is in the pudding with what they preach, which is don't go get on TikTok and talk about all the things. You talk about a very specific niche of what, what it is that you want. The algorithm is going to show people 
what you're putting out there and specifically on TikTok. And it was don't be don't be all over the place with what you want to talk about. Don't post one video of you in a million outfits and then the next one is all about your business inspect and 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 expect that it's going to be shown to a whole bunch of business owners. It's going to confuse the algorithm. It's better to have one thing. To me, I'm like that takes all the joy out of social media. <laughs> like I am a full 360 person. Yeah, I think that really emphasizes the difference because the company brand is like what I want to reach business owners. The personal brand is how I want people to know me. And I think thinking about your goals for that personal brand are really important and they can change. Like I always tell my clients with their podcast goals that their goal for their audience, et cetera, it's something you write on a post-it note and you put it next to like your webcam when you go to record. And I think like what I always say to them is the reason we say put it on a post-it note and not get it tattooed on your face is because it's it can change, right? right so right. that's okay. So same thing with your goals for your brand, your personal brand, right? But I think before the goals for my personal brand were to get clients and to build the trust factor in my expertise. Now that PodFox is going to serve that purpose more and my personal brand is going to be more about knowing me and liking me. And if you know me and like me as a person for who I authentically am, then that might make you more inclined or less inclined to work with me. Also, it's not just about wanting to work with me. My other goals might look like more speaking engagements. It looks like I want to build out, I want to build out big, brave business. I want to build out that community. And when I say I feel lonely and I want to have more friends, Posting podcast tips is not a way to connect with people and build meaningful, trusting, deep relationships with people. It's a way to get people's business, but it's not a way to build relationships. Those relationships come from showing up as who I authentically am. It's just hard because you get hard on yourself, right? Like I look at myself and I'm like, who I authentically am is pajamas, glasses, no makeup, like sitting in front of my computer for 12 hours a day and thinking about how I need to figure out what's for dinner. I need to clean the calendar. I need to move the laundry from the washer to the dryer. And yes, there are people who are that is their personal brand online, but that's not going to help me get speaking engagements. It could help me build like a no like factor because there's some trust in like you're a real person. And it's not that I'm saying I don't want to be my real self. It's just that my real self is a lot of things. And that's not my story. My story is not that I sit in front of my computer for 12 hours a day. What is my story? That's what I want to tell online. And just is a lot. It's just a lot. Well, I will tell you, I will push back on you a little bit. I recently worked with, I'm working with a new client and they 100% decided to work with me because they liked me as a person. They liked my Instagram. They thought I was funny or they thought that it was witty, that they could get along with me because it is such a one-on-one business. For them, it was, I really like you. I really like you. And that to me is maybe the downside of somebody going through an agency, which I work with. Like I've said before, I work with a virtual assistant agency. I know that they are so valuable. There's a vetting process that is so helpful. However, there is a large number of business owners that want to know you as a person. Like we're going to be Instagram friends first. You're going to get to see me talk about my dog. You're going to get to see what kind of cocktails I like when I go out for dinner. And that has built this like likability of, I like that girl. I want to talk to that girl. I want to hang out with her. Or 
that girl looks really annoying or, oh, my God, I hate her <laughs> shoes or like she doesn't seem funny to me or whatever. But also, I think it's a I think it's a twofold thing. I can talk about how awesome my business is and how much I love helping business owners. And I can also be like, hey, look at this awesome dress that I got on sale. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's That's just how do you make that a you. brand? Yeah. Totally. That's your whole you because when you and I, who are actually friends, when we're texting or when we're interacting or we're sending each other videos or photos, because we do, we send each other video messages all the yes. time. So I have no problem showing my face to Amanda. <laughs> then we talk about all of those things. We talk about what we're making for dinner. We talk about getting groceries delivered. We talk about the situations that are going on with our husbands. We also talk about all the things we're celebrating in our businesses, what's hard in our business. We talk about Hey, I had this idea for my business. So where it's all of those things are wrapped up into your whole your whole package. And I just think mm-hmm. my point was there's just so many ways to tell my story. And yes, you can make a brand out of like somebody that comes to mind. And I think we've shouted her out on this podcast before. So super fan um, is Elise Myers, who built a brand around being awkward, having anxiety, and being authentic in that way. I love her. Lots of people love her. But the purpose of the brand that she's now built is to connect with people in the fact that we all have those imperfections. We all have those anxieties. We all are imperfect people just doing the best we can to get through the day. And she's helping people with their mental and emotional well-being. I don't know that that's what she set out to do because she's one of those people who had like a video go viral and it just sort of went from there. But if I can pick, that's not my goal. <laughs> like that's not what I'm setting yeah. out to do. Can I connect with people on that level? Of course I can. Also, that's not the brand I'm trying to create for myself. And thinking about it in those terms of like, so what is? It's I want to have an impact. I want to make the world a better place. I want to leave it better than I found it, right? I want to help people and connect with people. And that's who I am. And the ways that I do that are A, B, C, D, E, right? Like that's that's me. And if I can tell that story online, that's the personal brand I want to build. It's just like... There are so many things you could pick to tell your story, the story of you. You could talk about your upbringing. You could talk about your family. You could talk like for us, it's like I could talk about being a stepmom. I could be a cat lady, right? There's tons of cat accounts. I could be, what else do I do? I could read. I could do a bookstagram. I love movies and TV. I could talk about media in general. There's so many stories we could tell, right? But like thinking about what is the end goal? for creating that content and for creating that brand around those values. And that's where it goes so beyond a logo, colors, font. Yeah. Your logo, colors, font support those like deeper things. And this is going to sound so probably egotistical, but it's true. I wish there was a way I could have like a focus group of people that follow me on Instagram and be able to (laughs) say like, use three words to describe me. Like, I think it would help me know what I'm projecting because I mm-hmm. know what I think about myself. I would love to know what other people see when they see my content. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't think you ever really get that. I think you really have to think just based off of gut because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know anybody that I would feel comfortable being like, hey, can you describe me in three words? But it's not about me. It's about the content that I put out. Like what are the three words that come to mind when you see my content? What is it that I'm projecting or not projecting that I want to put out there I've seen more? people post those questions before. God, I just don't know if I'd feel comfortable. <laughs> I don't know if 
feel it probably doesn't fit with your personal brand. <laughs> well, it just doesn't feel right to me. Like I have got, I had boutiques send me and like stores that I really love send me affiliate codes to use and like influencer codes for discounts and things like that. And I'm like, God, this just feels so icky to me. Like I don't want to sell somebody mm. something on my personal account, like to me or on any account. I don't want people to feel like I'm selling something. However, if they're like, hey, I really like your shoes. I'd be like, well, this is where I got them from. You can use this code and get, you know, whatever off. But the people that are like, my only goal this morning is to convince 10 people to click this link to get me 20% off my next purchase. I just don't, that doesn't mm-hmm. fuel me. And I don't think mm-hmm. it feels or natural or I don't know. I never want to sell my opinion to make money. Does that make sense? No, I never but I think be it accessible to people would be a different way to think about it. Like yeah. if people are following you and part of the reason they love following you and they enjoy your content is because they love your outfits. They love your sense of style. They love your fashion. They want to imitate it or emulate, you know, that example that you're setting, then making it accessible by saying, by the way, this is where this is from. And they were nice enough to send me a code. So go for it. It's not necessarily about I'm selling this to you so that I get a return on my investment, but I yeah. am letting you know because I know that that's part of why you follow me, right? And I hope that's what comes across. That that's, yeah. that would be my reason for doing it because getting 10% off of every sale is like, I mean, that's like my Starbucks allowance for the, for the month probably. <laughs> but I don't yeah. I have no shade on anybody that does that. I think it's great. It just doesn't feel natural for me. So... Anyways, I think what we're trying to say, dear listeners, is that it is super important to have a personal brand. It helps you find your people. It helps you narrow in on what you want to project and give the world. I think it's so important. And achieve your goals. Like identify what goals you have and then help you cross the bridge to get there. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's an intimidating, but once settled it's a great thing. I see that with clients all the time. They're intimidated once they get it nailed down. They're so thankful and they like it really launches their business. You're on the cusp of that very thing for yourself personally and for your business. And I am just dipping my toe in the water. I actually have a call tomorrow with someone who maybe will help me with some business branding. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to have to outsource, I think, eventually my brand assets for personal branding because yeah. I do... Obviously, Sarah Kahita right now is really geared toward podcast services. I think, obviously, that's going to be podvoxmedia.com, which right now just redirects to Sarah Kahita at the time of recording this. So Podvox Media having a website that's dedicated that is specifically for that. But then, again, it goes back to, like, so what would SarahKahita.com be? Like, what's going on there? Right. And and I think part of what's going on there is going to be colors and fonts and logos. And so I think those assets are going to have to get referred out as well. But before I can do that, I want to be, or before I want to do that, I want to be really clear on what is the content? What is the goal? What is the purpose? Who is it for? What am I trying to do with it? And I don't think you have to be that organized about it. I mean, just to call back, like, I don't think that's what Elise Myers set out to do. She was just telling yeah. stories that were funny on TikTok and something went viral, right? And then she's built a brand out of that reach. I think also social media is somewhat initially meant to just share your life, but now it's been around long enough that we can talk about it from a strategic standpoint of what are you trying to put out there? And for those of you who 
are not trying to be entrepreneurs or whatever, um, if you if you're not trying to necessarily run your own business or become an influencer or something like that, a personal brand is still what a potential employer is going to see. It's still what your boss is going to see. It's what your potential donors, investors, clients that you work with who search your name, <laughs> who want to see what is available online. It's what is publicly facing. Yes, of course, you can like lock down the stuff that you don't want. But anything that is publicly facing is a personal brand. Yeah. You have the choice to choose that strategically what that public facing personal brand is going to be or not. And that kind of brings us back to <clears throat> Amanda's favorite platform, which is LinkedIn. Oh, which is that is the purpose of LinkedIn. That is the purpose of LinkedIn. It is not my favorite platform. I'm going to kill you for saying that. I've gotten so much hate for saying that it's a social media platform. Do not, <laughs> do not. I did not say it's my favorite. I just said it's very important this year. That's what I know. I'm, I'm just teasing it. you. I I'm just you teasing are. you. But I'm. But what I'm saying about LinkedIn is that that's what its original purpose was. Was even if you're not trying to be a business owner or even a CEO, if you are having a career. And then when people look you up, what do you want to be publicly facing? And then including that information on that like visual resume, right? So anyway, personal branding, it's a lot of pressure. What do you guys think? Do you have a personal brand? Have you given thought to your personal brand? Yeah. And what does it look like? Yeah. And what's important to you about it? And what are we missing in this conversation? I'm sure what we're missing we a lot. And you know what? The perfect place to tell us that we're wrong is at big brave business on instagram send us your instagram dm it to us let us look at it you probably could teach us a thing or two or a lot of things and um yeah anything else you want to add sarah i guess just thank you so much for listening and hanging in there with us we are about two months into this podcast and it's been fun for us it's a fun way for us to connect and have conversations we would have anyway but now we get to have them with you and we have just gotten the sweetest messages and the reviews are so nice and so if you have taken the time out to leave us a review thank you so much for doing that and if you haven't yet but you enjoy listening to us please Make sure if you're listening on Apple, you can leave a rating and review for us. If you are listening on Spotify, you can leave a rating for us. And if you're listening on a different platform, thank you for listening. It really means the world. I don't think any other platforms really have ratings and reviews at this point. But the ratings and reviews really help other people when they land on our show to have an understanding of what we're all about and what they can expect. It's like the social proof that our podcast like matters to someone that feels really weird to say but like thank you for your kind words if it does matter and you matter to us and we want to hear from you yep follow us on instagram on our personal accounts at sarah k heater and at amanda nelson reads and we'll talk to you guys next week yep see you next week <laughs> <laughs>